0: Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Scotty Jacobs shares his story of going from an accidental downhill runner to an on-purpose mountain runner-upper. Scotty now runs with Mountain Peak Fitness with teammates such as Natalie Thompson and Laura Ruckerth, who have also been guests on the podcast. But it wasn't always that way. Um, He may run now with a uh, group of fasties that run all over the Northeast. But in our discussion, uh, we cover the beginning and the end of Scotty's running career in Vermont. We also cover the triumphant rebirth of his running career. Once he moved back to, uh, moved to Ithaca. And uh, we also cover some other dude's resurrection. Um, We'll learn a little something about Virgil Crest Ultras. And we give a little bit of love to uh, race directors. Before we get into it with Scotty, I'd like to mention a few things up front. Number A. We have a Running Inside Out Run Club on Strava. So if you haven't heard about that, check it out. You can find it on the right side of the website at uh, www.runninginsideoutpodcast.com or just search for Running Inside Out on Strava inside the groups. Um, There's lots of cool people doing cool things out there. It's really just a neat place for us to share and uh, discover where other people are running. And uh, there are people out there like Jeff Green from episode 28 who just ran 90 miles from Buffalo to Rochester on the Erie Canal. So... You could check out his run minute by minute in that Strava uh, Club. So go now and join. Okay, number two, uh, Slack. We have a Slack. Well, yeah, w- what is Slack? Well, if you're an old interneter, you'll remember IRC. It's sort of like that. And if you're a new interneter, it's a messaging app. So the cool thing is that we have channels just for the podcast. We discuss upcoming and current episodes and we just chat about. You know, general weirdness and stuff. Uh, so you can get an invitation to the Slack by joining the Strava Run Club. So, yeah, um, all these things tie together. It's sort of like a big ecosystem. You can also probably head out to the Facebook page uh, and send a shout there and get yourself into the Slack. It's growing. It's getting kind of neat. It's going to be a thing, I promise. And D, Patreon is our crowdfunding platform, where avid listeners who like and want to support the show can provide financial support to help me continue to make this podcast better and better. How, you ask? Well, for instance, this podcast is one year old, which means domain name renewals, web hosting renewals, all those other annual little things, and Patreon supporters helped me pay for those things, uh, so this podcast didn't miss a single beat and i got to buy all the running shoes i still needed to buy so hooray for patreon supporters Um, also if you notice the recent episode sounding a bit better it's because i have a new microphone so yeah things like that um please know any amount of support on the patreon helps a lot i really do appreciate it and uh if you want to see that you can also check that out on the right side of the homepage. Or go to patreon.com and slash for running inside out. Yeah, slash for running inside out. How about search for running inside out? That'll work. If Patreon isn't for you, but you still want to support the show, you can check out the support the show link at the top of the website. There are lots of ways to help. And I appreciate you doing any of them. So thank you very much. With that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of Rochester and Ithaca runners.
1: So we're going to do a fun race tomorrow. Are you excited? You've never run at Hammond Hill, right? I've
0: never run at Hammond Hill. I wanted to run Cayuga course, and you said, screw Cayuga course. These are the trails I run on all the time.
1: Yeah, a lot of the time. Probably 80% of the time because they're really close to my house. They're great trails. There's very few times that I actually run into people there. It's quiet, um, challenging terrain. Um, And yeah, I I really just like it up there. The, uh, you can hold off on the Kyuga course because that's going to beat you up enough.
0: Yeah, I did in, in I a did, few weeks. So. I did 12 and a half miles. I did from the start to Buttermilk, and that was a traumatic experience to say the least.
1: But tomorrow we're going to run somewhere else. It'll be fun.
0: So, Tom B trail runs: um, there's 13, 26, and 52, right? Yes. And you're running 52.
1: That's the plan.
0: Now, you told me earlier I had no reason to run a 50K before Cayuga. No. No.
1: Two weeks out from Cayuga? Two or three?
0: I th- it's three, luckily. Three.
1: No, you'll be fine.
0: But you have reason to run a 50K before Cayuga. Uh,
1: I'm not running Cayuga.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Surprise.
0: Uh I see. Okay.
1: Yeah, no Cayuga for me. I'm staying away this year. Um All I've right. run it every other year. Um there's something about that race. I really enjoy it. I like the course. Obviously love the people. It's it's definitely got an awesome vibe now. Um but it really beats me up early in the season. And yeah. uh I decided this year that I'd I'd skip it and do the the super volunteer thing and hang out with everybody and support everybody and uh save myself for something else. I don't know what that is yet.
0: Yeah. So you're not skipping it, you're just not running it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll All be right. there for sure.
0: All right. So that's cool. I uh, I can get behind that I guess. Um so you have perfect reason to run a fifty K tomorrow then?
1: Yeah, it's uh I'm kind of testing the waters. I had a terrible race at breakneck point and dropped out like halfway through. Um, And I'm feeling a little more healthy, a little better now. So I'm gonna give this a whirl and see how it goes. Nice low key kind of grassroots trail race. And hopefully it'll go better than breakneck.
0: Yeah, so there's only 150 people total across all three distances. Yeah. And I looked this morning, and there's only 26 people in the 52K.
1: Yeah, which is probably twice as many as last year. Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah, they just started doing the ultra distance two years ago. Cole Crosby won it the first year, I think. I raced it last year. Or maybe this is the fourth year. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So would you consider these like your home trails, this, this uh, Hammond abso- Hill?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's just a real nice quiet place, challenging terrain. It's, it's homey. Yeah. yeah. It reminds me a lot of the trails in Vermont, I guess. Um, yeah.
0: Well, so that's what I was going to ask. Before you came to Ithaca, your home trails were in Vermont, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up on the base of Mount Mansfield in Underhill Center, Vermont. Yeah. So I grew up running the trails on the mountain, pretty much. Um, I got entrenched with these cross-country guys. I was a soccer player in high school, and I met these cross-country dudes and ended up running around with them during the summer, and then, yeah, it just kind of took off after that.
0: Now, did you go to uh, Mount Mansfield
1: for I high school? I went to Mount Mansfield High School, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm well aware of the area. I love that area. It's awesome. It's top, top five places in the country, and I don't know what two through four are, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome. Yeah, it was a great place to grow up. Um, it's like country paradise. I mean, growing up on a mountain, the green mountains are great. Um, yeah. Quiet. They're not as quiet anymore as they used to be.
0: And so, no mountain really is, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I love going back there when I can get there and just losing myself on those trails. It's great.
0: Yeah, the first... the. I guess the first time I was really aware of trail running was at Camel's Hump. Uh-huh. So I had I had hiked Camel's Hump with with my buddy TJ and um, two of his friends. And we hiked up, and it was spring. So it was nice, you know, and we were just hiking up. It was cold at the bottom. You get up to the, towards the middle. It's a little bit warmer. But then we got mud, and then we got a little bit of ice, and then we're up at the top, and it's windy, and... We're like, okay, let's go down, and I'm like, okay. I turn around, and these guys are bombing down down the mountain. And I'm like, what? What are they doing? They're they're running down the mountain, and they're hopping over, and they're they're cruising. And I was like, whoa, that looks like so much. How did they learn how to do that? Like, oh, they just do that because this is their mountain. And then it turns out, no, everybody trail runs up and down these things.
1: Yeah, that. That's very similar as to how I got into it. It started off as a hike with these guys, and we got up to the forehead of Mount Mansfield, and then it was, like, all out. It was, it was just a contest. Who was going to get down the mountain first? And I was like, I'm in. Cool, let's <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I fell a few times. It was good. There was blood. It was fun.
0: So your first downhill descent drew blood.
1: Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Perfect. I'm terrible at running downhill anyway, <laughs> I still am. Uh, I really struggle with it. But uh I I keep trying to get better at it. I just can't seem to really dial it in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I like climbing I, I mean I love descending, but I'm much better at climbing.
0: So yep. Well I think I think even some of the best descenders there's a little bit of injury involved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In
0: the spirit of Cayuga I'll bring up I'll bring up Ben nephew again, right? I mm-hmm. mean I, that guy's one of the best descenders we have in the area, and he doesn't make it out unscathed.
1: No, and that was a pretty epic fall that he took. There's there's some cool video of one of his falls. Um,
0: At Cayuga? Yeah. Yeah, when he bounced off the rocks, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Jason Mintz and I talked about that in Jason's podcast, too. That's where we found out that Ben was actually Thing from Fantastic Four. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just
1: yeah Ben is uh unbelievable uh un- unbelievable runner um, and an awesome guy he's super funny oh my God, he's really fun to have <laughs> really fun
0: but, and but even even there you still see him fall you still see him get injured on these descents and I think do you think you have to have a little bit of that like kind of a no fear to to really descend quickly
1: uh absolutely. And I, yeah. I don't think Ben has any whatsoever. Um, he's just all out, all forward. He's got the o rocks on, skitching across the rocks. it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome to watch him run. Um, I wish I could run with him more often, but he's usually quite a bit ahead of me. Yeah. So
0: But uh, that that reckless abandon piece, I think, is you know the the no care downhill, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I don't yeah. have any of that. I, you know, I'll be walking down the steps at Cayuga.
1: Nah, you'll be running. Well, Unless like, it's raining.
0: Well, yeah. And like you said, it's also early in the year, you know. So um, this is like a race number one, I guess, if you will. Like Cayuga is, okay, let's hit Cayuga in good form and let's run really well. Mm-hmm. But the overall goal of the year is Twist the Branch, which, you know, We'll be at, again, Twisted Branch is our, our friend-aversary.
1: diversary. is absolutely correct. <laughs> that is our friend We should see if we can get the same uh, adjoining campsites again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going back there. Um, that'll definitely be a goal race for me. Um, so I think basically my goal races this year will be uh, Whiteface, VK, and Sky Marathon, and then Twisted Branch, and then I think I'm going to do Grindstone 100.
0: Yeah. Oh. So, so you're saving. Uh, you said I'm skipping Caillou to save myself for something. Whiteface is only a couple of weeks up. Maybe that is that what you're saving yourself for?
1: Yeah, it's like a month after. Um, mm. And I, uh, that was another one uh, last year. I did the Silver Rush 50 out in Leadville, and that was the weekend after Whiteface. So I did not do the Sky Marathon at Whiteface last year. I was saving myself for Colorado. So I'm really excited to do Whiteface this year. Um, I swept the course after. It, it was amazing.
0: Did, did it need sweeping with the torrential downpour? Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Ian was really good about having a lot of flagging out and whatnot. So, yeah, there was plenty of sweeping to do. Um, It was a, you know, for being the first year of the event, it went off really well, I thought. Mm -hmm. A great group of people, awesome volunteers. um, And the course is just completely epic um, in every way.
0: So, all right this is this seems to me to be a good transition here which is how did you go from um an accidental downhill run of mansfield to an on purpose running up whiteface mountain what was the was there a a switch that you started to realize like i like running more than playing high school soccer
1: uh yeah for sure um I did track in the spring as like a filler sport to stay fit and whatever and hang out with people and realized that I was pretty good at running. And my guidance counselor and coaches were like, dude, you, you're a good soccer player, but you could get a scholarship if you ran cross country and really focused on cross country and track. And I was like, I could use a scholarship because my brain's not going to get me there, unfortunately. I'm not going to get a scholarship for my grades, so, um, yeah, so I switched to cross country my junior year, (laughs) and, uh, he actually wants to get up on the couch, but he's blind,
0: Oh, and, and he sees me in the not doesn't,
1: He doesn't know what's going on. I can he's move. Totally I mean, you don't have to move
0: slide. Well, if he needs to get up, he can. You get up, there you go, buddy. One more foot. Only three got up.
1: And he's totally going to hog the microphone because he's really loud. <laughs> English bulldogs are... Ridiculously loud creatures Especially when they turn 14 (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Track uh, Ran track Liked it Got my scholarship Went to college
0: And where did you go to school?
1: I went to St. Michael's College in Vermont It's a small Catholic private school Liberal arts school Um, I ran...
0: It's fine. Everybody wants to hang out with the I new
1: ran one. a f- few races my freshman year and got really bad patellar tendonitis and couldn't shake it. Um, got really depressed and just dropped off the team. I just quit. Um, I I was watching guys that I knew I knew I could run with just get better and better, and I wasn't going anywhere, and wow. it was a real, just a really dark time for me. So I quit running, like all together. Just done. Done. Wow. What'd Started, you do instead? Oh, smoked cigarettes, drank tons of beer, yeah. did the wow. college experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, what else would you do at a small private Catholic school?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, ended up dropping out well I took a semester off and then I went back and then I just was done altogether I didn't graduate um and I started like working in the Burlington music scene I was roadieing for bands I got my first brewery job at Magic Hat so yeah I was living kind of the party life you know right kind of crazy and uh and then my uh, I met my wife at Magic Hat actually. Um, oh really? <laughs> she was temping for us during the summer after she had graduated from the University of Vermont. And then uh, she was having trouble finding work. See how I'm drawing this out, man? No, this is it's good.
0: This is a good story, man. Anyway, I'm um, loving this.
1: So she decided to move back here to Ithaca which is her hometown and I was like man I'm kind of done with Burlington for now I've never lived anywhere else so I'll move and so we moved here and and uh we got married and then getting ready to have our first kid I was like man I can't smoke cigarettes anymore this is you know (laughs) I can't I can't can't hang I can't do this anymore (laughs) right I and uh, I was smoking a pack and a half to two packs a day for like almost a decade, I guess. That was like six years, I guess, or something like that. But um, <laughs> six
0: minutes would do me in. So
1: yeah, it was a it was a brutal time. Um, yeah, I mean, I was happy and everything, but I was just totally abusing my body. Um, so Tori becomes pregnant. I decide I'm gonna quit smoking cigarettes. She finds out about the Finger Lakes Runners Club. I'm like, okay, well, what's this all about? She's like, well, they do group runs, and uh, maybe you should start running again. And I was like, okay, sure. And it was like I'd never stopped. Other than the fact that I really sucked for the first few months. Cause, the, big,
0: the big giant balls of flame. Oh
1: my God, yeah. I needed the lung brush. like so. I needed a chimney sweep to go in there and get all the tar out of my lungs. But,
0: but the feeling was back.
1: It, it was totally back. It was uh, like... Once I got over my... kind of fear of getting back into it, I guess, and realizing that it was going to take a while to get back to where i would go yeah i'm a, i'm a still a good runner it took a long time but i remember the early runs where i'd be out in the woods by myself and feeling the butterflies and going wow there's something special's going to happen here it's going to take a while but yeah very i got cool. to rebuild myself and
0: and what what age were you then like around 30
1: uh e- I think something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I just started running again and doing the group runs. Um, And then I, I would one day, one of my group running buddies was like, Oh, you know, there's like a whole trail series and there's all these races you could do and okay cool so I did one and I didn't do very well but it was fun and I met some super awesome people so I was like oh, I'm gonna just keep doing it see like what happens I was messing around doing road marathons like I decided oh, I should really run a marathon because when like right before I had quit running I would really wanted to do a marathon so I was like okay let's let's get this goal out of the way, let's do a marathon and see how that goes. And uh, I ran the Vermont City Marathon and did okay for my first marathon. I think I ran like a 318 or something like that. Um, And when I got done, I felt great. Like physically, felt great. Felt like I could keep running. And when we came back to Ithaca, people were like, well, you know, there's these ultras now in the woods. And that was the only thing I really didn't like about the marathon was that it was on the road. It wasn't right. the distance. It was just the constant cadence and, and, and pavement. Um, and so I just started doing longer races. I think my first ultra was the Finger Lakes 50s, 50K, I think. I'm pretty positive of that, actually. I don't remember what time I ran or anything. I just remember I don't think
0: time really matters at FL50s. I I don't think time matters. I
1: remember it was muddy as all get out. Um,
0: (laughs) I can't wait for somebody to tell me I ran FL50s and I remember it was bone dry.
1: I have run it when it's dry. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think actually the last time I ran it, it was really dry, which can also be... Deadly there going yeah, up the backbone like, trail where all the yeah. horses go. Yeah, it's, you get that post hole mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like ankle breaking, like mm-hmm. nastiness, but an awesome race. I'd also like to go back and do that one someday again. I haven't done that race in a few years now, and it's like impossible to get into because it sells out in like five yeah. minutes. But yeah, um,
0: great swag at that race, too. Good, good race, yeah. swag
1: absolutely yeah and just the whole like camp out environment and everything else is yeah awesome i i guess that's like most that's like a big thing for me is that environment of the race it may not even be the course itself if there's like a great hangout crowd and camping and stuff like mm-hmm. that i'll go yeah you know? yeah it's such a great sport that way
0: so once you ran that, once you ran that first trail ultra, and you realized you could survive that, was was that, was that open that new door, and then you started just running ultras?
1: Yeah, I got you know I ran the, that first fifty k, and then I ran a fifty miler, and I was like, dude, I'm doing hundred. I'm doing a hundred like this. Like is, that,
0: most people approach it with like trepidation. I don't, and you were just right in.
1: I, yeah, I really, really just wanted to get it done. Um, so, hence began my love affair with the Iroquois ultras, which became Virgil Crest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah such a love-hate relationship with that race. I've done it so many times in different formats. I've run the 50K, the 50 mile, the 100. Um, It took me a while to really to crack that distance. Um, I trained really hard for the inaugural event up there, which was back then the Iroquois Ultras. and it, that first event ended in my first really serious injury. Um, mm. I went in not 100%. I was having some ankle issues that were pretty misdiagnosed <clears throat> and ended up at about, I think it was mile 14, I severed my perineal tendon in Good. my right ankle.
0: That's, that's um, not a small injury.
1: Nope no it definitely wow. wasn't um yeah i felt it pop it went up into my leg oh
0: the whole roll up the whole thing yeah oh my goodness
1: uh so yeah I, so i obviously dropped out of the so race you, i was
0: gonna say you didn't like that one out huh
1: yeah that i mean that was it my <laughs> foot it. was just kind of flopping around yeah wow and uh so yeah i dropped out and I ended up i couldn't have the tendon repaired uh not so i I had a cadaver tendon put in to repair it, really, um, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was either harvest a tendon from the back of my knee and have two weak spots in a leg or get a cadaver tenant, so I was like dude put it's, the dead guy parts in Yeah, right? I'm like can you do me a favor find me a good one Yeah, find fact. a big one you know I don't know I don't know how some, it works something
0: yeah, thick <laughs> yeah
1: yeah get me a good one wow and uh I had a awesome doctor Matt Scuderi up at Upstate Orthopedic in Syracuse totally fixed me up um I think it took it was about a year to get back to a hundred percent I ran Virgil Crest 50 as my first like big event back um, I can't remember what year that was I think it was 2009 uh, that was the first time I met my teammate Ryan Welts. we ran together there for a little while I think I ended up he was second and I was third I think
0: um, and now you weren't, you weren't actually on the MPF team at this point though. You no, just, no, no, okay. no. Yep. No, right.
1: that team just formed two years right. ago. Yeah. So. That's what
0: I was going to say. I didn't think it was that old, but yeah.
1: Ryan and I randomly met at that race and I've okay. been buddies ever since.
0: Yeah. So you're, you're, wow. So, okay. So you got this new, brand new dead, Dead guy ankle.
1: Brand new dead stuff, yep.
0: You're realizing this is obviously this is a thing. Because you went from my leg is my foot's flopping around to like I'm a real deal runner. You're running you're running races second, third place.
1: Sometimes.
0: Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the first Ultra you won?
1: Uh yeah. I'm pretty sure it was the Adirondack 80K. Um, Tiny little race in Lake Placid. Um, I think there were six of us on the starting line. Pretty big race. (laughs) Nice, dude.
0: Kicked all five of their asses.
1: Yeah. um, Awesome. It was, I mean, in my mind, it was a legit race, though. I mean, it was 50 miles with... I think it was around 8,000 feet of gain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ran it. And, I mean, for me, it was a good time. It was like 8.01, I think I ran. Yeah. Um, and that was a PR by 45 minutes. Right. At wow. that point. Like, at the, my previous best 50 mile was at Finger Lakes 50s, and I ran like a 8.46 or something like that. Um you can do all the fact checking later. And, no, and we, do, we don't. Out. We don't fact
0: check. This is your own story. You're writing your history right <laughs> now. We awesome. don't fact check.
1: So I really I ran like six forty. <laughs>
0: no, there was six hundred no, people. Like
1: eight oh one at Adirondack ADK. Um, that felt really awesome. To you know, to to run out in front and just be like, dude, this is like man. No one else is going to be here,
0: right? Was it the kind of the same butterflies as when you decided you're going to start running again, like around in yeah. Ithaca?
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, the cool thing about it was, is I was like, I just ran scared the whole day. I was like, I have no idea who any of these other people are. But then I'd get to an aid station, and they'd be like, "Oh, dude, you're like really you're you're pretty far ahead." But I was like, "Nah, I can't be that far ahead." So I just really like hammered on it and it was it was fun it was a really good feeling um yeah enough about that that's not really why I run but
0: but but hey, but it that's, feels good. <laughs> that's a pretty good, Don't good feeling. Don't get me
1: wrong; it feels good. But Just, It's not why I'm out
0: there. You know, when I'm out, when I'm out on a six-mile run out in the park by myself, I'm leading that race too, and that yeah, feels, that feels really good. It's
1: awesome stuff.
0: You know, so you you may not run to win, but you know what? You you can win, and you know, that's a good feeling too.
1: Yeah, it's interesting when you can when you realize that you're capable of that. It definitely goes a long way for self confidence and other things, you know mm-hmm. um, just overall confidence in anything you do in life now running has definitely helped me with that
0: right like um, you know i can I could build a twenty five million dollar brewery if if I can win this race, right <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can, yeah, I guess i'm trying <laughs> yeah it's that's that's another thing. Yep. The whole work thing. So,
0: when we met at Twisted Branch, um one of the things I had I had asked you I was like, "Well, so how do you think you're going to do tomorrow?" And you're like, "I don't know. I'm just going to go out and run." And, you know, you're you hadn't run in a long time and you weren't really sure. But you were you were really quite, you were more interested in, like, everybody else that was hanging out. And you kept asking all of us, like, how we thought we were going to do and what we were looking forward to. And that seems to roll in a lot with, like, the scene and the idea of the race.
1: Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of why I do it. I don't, and that is my game plan for a race generally, is I'm, I'm just going to go out and see how I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm you're going to have a different experience every time out there. you you know, you're going to have those moments where maybe you're going to win a race or maybe you're going to run your, your PR time or whatever. You're going to have other ones where you're going to feel the worst you've like ever felt in your life Mm -hmm. and, and go the other way and go into the, the pain cave and the dark place or whatever you want to call it. And you're going to learn from that too. Mm -hmm. I've, I think I've learned more from those moments than from anything else. Um, seeing what your body is capable of um, right. pulling yourself out of the pain cave and the mental awfulness that can go along with ultra running.
0: So as we call it a virtual, the hurt locker, right? The hurt
1: locker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been there. It's not a fun place to be, but it's, it's a place where that you can learn from, mm-hmm. which is important. And you, I think it's important to keep that in mind when you're in the dark place.
0: Right. You're, you're, you knew you were going to get there. You put yourself there. And yep. you actually kind of maybe wanted to go there a little bit.
1: I don't know if I wanted to
0: go there. Well, you knew it was, but
1: yeah, it's, <laughs> it comes with the territory, right? Yeah, you, you run hard enough for so long, or you mess up and forget to have your nutrition dialed in, and you bonk or whatever. And what is awesome at the same time about that is coming out of that feeling and and going okay, like I I made it through that,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it can. It's going to get better from here, hopefully.
0: Right, hopefully.
1: Sometimes it gets worse. Yeah.
0: So you had, you had mentioned your love of co- your love affair with Iroquois, now Virgil. hmm And um, Virgil was recently laid to rest this year. Yeah. Did you have any talks with Ian about that at all?
1: I've had many talks with Ian about... All sorts of races. Well, that I mean, he's about, doing now, but about Virgil Crest, yeah. Um, we talked about me taking it over as RD very briefly. Um, there's no way that I have <laughs> like time you. Fi- to, you finish
0: that, swallow a beer, and you're like, oh, "Hell no."
1: I, you know, if I had the time, I would love to do it. But I, I know the amount of time that Ian puts into that race. Yeah. And there's no way I could do it justice that way mm-hmm. um, I think he had sought out a couple other people yeah. to take it over as well and it it just didn't really work out The other thing is that the new owners of Greek Peak Mountain Resort are doing other events there that that are really chewing up the land and whatnot so that you know there would be Constant course changes and reroutes
0: and yeah, they have a bunch of ATV stuff going on up there. Yeah, and stuff. they're doing yeah.
1: hair scramble, dirt bike races and yeah. all sorts of other stuff. So between that and and yeah. the sure time of the event, you know I think the weather gods blessed Ian with like maybe two good years. Out of all the years of Virgil Crest, and every yeah. other year it was like torrential rain. Yeah,
0: I think it, that race, uh, for me, it it's just seems like a, a labor of love for everyone involved. The runners, the volunteers, the RD. Yeah. Like, everybody... That weekend just is, de- to me, defined by work. Like, work out of out of the love of the sport, but just a lot of work.
1: Yeah. Um, seeing Ian at the end of those weekends cuz oftentimes whether I ran or not I would like go you know come back home real quick and then I'd drive back out there to see people finish and help clean up or whatever and like seeing Ian at the end of those weekends I'm like that dude just ran like four ultras in a row <laughs> right like, because he's, he's up the he's whole time he's the real deal yeah um, I a lot of rds are it's just you don't realize the amount of time they put in the amount of miles they put in marking (laughs) courses and all the running around Uh, and and yeah it's crazy crazy amount of work yeah and those guys are what makes our sport what it is
0: yeah the race directors really yeah you they're not doing it for the millions right i mean
1: no Definitely not for the millions, (laughs) but they're doing it to help people succeed.
0: To help people, to help people, you know, in a lot of ways, accomplish dreams. Yeah. You don't put on a hundred miler, you know, unless you're ready for the tears at the end, you're ready for the life changing stories. And, and Ian's, Ian's heard a lot of stories. He's got a lot of stories. And I think, you know, Virgil, it had to be a tough, tough decision.
1: Absolutely. I, I know it was a tough decision for him. The upside of no more Virgil crest is that he's going to find the next best thing out yeah. there. And the races he's putting together are amazing.
0: Yeah, I was excited for the Bears resurrection, but now we're, now we're going to wait a year for it. But we're going to wait a okay. year
1: for that. Uh, there's the Lime Kiln. Lime place. Kiln
0: looks really exciting.
1: That looks really fun. Um, yeah. And it's such a unique... You're like running through caves through and caves. stuff. It looks really rad. Yeah. Um, the again, the White, the white face, face weekend right? is awesome. Breakneck Point is another really, really great course, really yeah. great atmosphere.
0: And, of course, there's, you know... The the he's got what he does in, in in Ithaca, right with Cayuga fifty and then he's got Lucifer, so it's kind of a it's kind of the the reason I ask you is because I know you run so many of of the Red Newt races being being with MPF and just kind of that partnership but also like you said your love affair with the Iroquois races and. There there really was that. It was a little, small group of people, right? And like let's go run up these mountains over and over again. Yeah. So small group of people. Yeah. Yeah. And you were there at, at the the first one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was really that was a really neat time. Um trying to put that that whole beast together and watching Ian do it was that was really cool. (laughs) <laughs> it's really cool, I wish I could have finished the first one. That would have been way better, but
0: you got a cool story out of it. yeah,
1: I got dead guy parts, so that's cool.
0: <laughs> that's, come on, how more metal is that?
1: It's pretty metal <laughs> and And the better part is that even after de so, I have my surgery to backtrack a little bit. I have my surgery, <clears throat> my doctor. It's going okay. So ultimately, what do you want to do? I'm like, dude, I want to finish the hundred miler that I started. I'm, I need to do this. I need. He's like, I, I gotta tell you, I don't know anybody that's gone on to be a runner after having this surgery. Wow. He's like, I know people. You know, generally they want to be able to walk around like. They might want to do a 5K or something wow. someday, but no, no. like it, we've never seen that. It'd be amazing if you pull that off. So Here you, you are. can have dead guy parts and still run. And
0: you're, you're 400s in? Have you finished
1: 400s? No, just two. Okay, 200. Yeah. Two Virgil Crests. One really long Virgil Crest and one not so long.
0: Your your not so long was twenty five hours.
1: Yeah, twenty five sixteen, I think.
0: Yeah. All right, and Grindstone will be your third. Well, your fourth hundred, but your third one that you finish.
1: Uh, no, I ran Virgil Crest a couple other times and dropped. I dropped a hundred K one year that my feet just got so wet and awful and split open oh. I just couldn't like deal anymore. So I dropped at the 100K mark. Um, but yeah, so that grindstone would be three if I finish. We'll see how that one goes. The, from what I hear, it's a pretty brutal, but I like brutal. So that'll be good.
0: It's got some rocks.
1: It's got some rocks. It's a little later in the year than I normally race. I normally shut it down like after September, but we'll see. I, hopefully, it'll go well.
0: You we got a nice training run at the end of August. Get you. Yeah. Get I, you. Get your Nice fence post right there. You're gonna it out.
1: hang out with some friends at Twisted Branch and have an awesome time. That'll be yeah. great. I'm excited to see what Scott's going to do as far as reroutes. I'm excited to run through the cornfield again. The <laughs> cornfield, so much fun. The Children of the Corn. <laughs>
0: but the the only reroutes are because of the property changes on the on the Finger Lakes Trail, which happens a lot on Bristol Hills branch.
1: Right, right.
0: So, but, you know, Scott'll keep it interesting. He's going to do some work. Um ideally there's going to be a night before activities at the park this year, you know, so a little bit, a little bit more organized, you know, okay. now, now that he's not dealing with 200 permits, like up to race day. Right. You know, so, um, or the landowner approvals, like he's hoping to have a night before type thing. So that should be fun. Cool. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's so weird because, you know, people had asked me like, when you were running Twisted Branch, did you think you were coming back? I was like, at mile 40 i knew i was coming back like i just there wasn't a question that you know when i finished the race i started thinking about it again the next year it's my biggest race so i think i think that's a reason why and maybe virgil was like that for you
1: yeah i yeah i definitely say that um and i i had similar thoughts about twisted branch too like going in last year I hadn't run a single stitch of those trails, and as soon as the race started, I was like, "Wow, this is rad! Mm -hmm. Like, really rad!" The sun started to come up, right over the
0: Boy Scout camp. Like, oh yeah, that's very. I was like,
1: "Man, this is going to be a great day."
0: Yeah, and it was. It was a really great day for you, man. You you had a great run.
1: Yeah, I felt. I felt good the entire day, which is not normal like usually usually I'll have one or two low points. I just didn't have any I, I just ran consistent within myself the whole day. I really tried not to overrun, and it worked yeah um, i was I knew I wasn't going to catch Dobbin at all, so. I wasn't worried about that and I just settled in and, and had a really nice day out on the trails again. Met some cool people. David Hedges, is like yeah. nineteen years old, like
0: Wonderkind, right? The yeah. Wunderkind.
1: I think I was calling him Youngblood. And I think <laughs> that was the trail name I gave yeah, him. We, we ran started... together for a while. He oh, was cool. a really nice kid. Um,
0: yeah, some other people are calling him um Osmandius. Awesome, (laughs) because he had those big golden locks yeah but uh it's nice to go from you know we'll see how we do to not yeah sure you finish second as you said it's not always about the result but i'll see how i do to just having a great 12 hours running on the trails feeling good about yourself and feeling good about what you're doing and being in the woods you know
1: yeah, that was um that was my first hundred K too. And I really figured out that I really like that distance. I need to find mm-hmm. some more hundred Ks to do for sure. Because um, it's it ain't a fifty mile and it ain't yeah. a hundred
0: mile. You don't have it's, to run it as fast as a fifty and yeah, it doesn't just, take too long as to recover yeah, as a hundred.
1: It was really just kind of this really comfortable place for me i don't know because i guess because i knew <laughs> like make it to the 50 and it's just a little more you don't have to do another 50 you know, you know
0: you're at a different level when you can say something like that That was not that cool like make it to 50 miles and it's just a little bit further isn't it's, that like doesn't that feel good
1: it feels good to know that i'm that healthy
0: mm-hmm. that's what i right. do that, that you, you can know? do it's, it and yeah
1: That, yeah, that's it, man. It's really cool to, you know, have, to be at a point where I I look back and I'm like, man, I used to smoke almost two packs of cigarettes a day and drink a lot of beer and not do anything. And now I'm back to, I can go run a marathon tomorrow. If yeah. I want to. Yeah. And that that feels good. That feels well, really
0: good. you'll run a 52k tomorrow instead. I'll run a 52. <laughs> yeah, I'll run a 52 will run a 52 k tomorrow instead. A little extra. A little extra.
1: Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I think it's going to rain all day.
0: It didn't rain all day today. It was supposed to rain all day today and it didn't.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky and get rain. But I ten no, no. <laughs> Maybe it'll be nice, but I I don't know. I usually thrive when it's really shitty outside. Yeah, I like to suck up other people's suffering. If Again, I see that's, people, the Virgil,
0: that's the Virgil—that's the Virgil crust
1: way. <laughs> yeah, if I see people out there just suffering and miserable and like vocally miserable, I just—I use it as fuel. And I, it's not that I want them to be suffering at all. I want everybody to have fun out there. Mm-hmm. I really do. But if somebody is just kind of. Being here or whatever, and they're like all angry about it. I take it in and I'm like, This is this is perfect. Like, I'm just gonna use this and yeah, and keep running, keep slogging, <laughs> sliding, slipping. Nasty, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how much of the trail you can come home with on your body, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, we barely even scratched the surface with Scotty. As you can tell, he's a multifaceted individual with lots of dimensions and curves and corners. We didn't get to really talking about his running with his Mountain Peak Fitness team. Um, he's a hasher, I found that out after the podcast. Um, and uh we also didn't talk about his appreciation for a fine AP- IPA after a hard run. Um, so, that's the thing. We got lots more to talk about with him. Uh, he has a big year ahead of him, so maybe we'll hear from him again, like, say, after Grindstone or something like that. Um, but if you notice the one thing, it was the suggestion of his wife and the power of the group runs of the Finger Lakes runners that got him out of his funk. You know, never underestimate the power of the group and of good friends. We all sort of need a little nudge once in a while um if you have comments or feedback about this episode or just want to share general thoughts on running inside out, hit me up on Twitter at run inside out check out the facebook page facebook dot com slash run inside out or email me at chris at running inside out dot com or hey, you know get on that slack and chat with everyone else about this and every other episode so Thank you for listening, for sharing with your friends, and most importantly, for getting out there and creating new stories. And with that, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.